fantasy fam. Uh, this is a very exciting week. Fantasy playoffs mm. are, are here. I just want to point out that I am very upset about how I did this year. I don't know how you did, brother. I mean, it, obviously, you know what I mean? We're still here for you guys, but that doesn't mean I still can't give great advice. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah what's up what's up brother cheer up cheer up charlie you know we still got it we happens. still got our points league you got yes, uh, yes we do daily yes, fantasy do. obviously you have all our you know adoring fans out there and it's fun to do research and you're going to watch the games anyway you know prepare for next year so exactly or even prepare for you know playoffs like real nfl playoffs we have mm. we are involved in a couple fantasy for that so if anyone is interested you know obviously do feel free to reach out to us uh find us on twitter at the fantasy fam um but we're going to start off every episode as we always do with uh some injuries and news um this week some pretty some pretty big names actually going down uh for your first week if you're fortunate to have some of these guys um hopefully you're on a buy and they'll, they'll be back for you next week yeah fortunate right yeah exactly uh james connor is the big one. Uh, he's already he's already ruled out for this week. Uh, I think that's I think that's pretty early, right? I mean, it's it's Tuesday, and they're already ruling him out this week. So, got to be more than a leg contusion. Yeah, no, there's no there's no bruise on his leg. This is uh, this is has the sounds of a high ankle sprain potentially, which which we we all know is not is not good. But we'll definitely obviously have to monitor him. I mean, he'll have a week to two weeks to pretty much heal. So. It's definitely unfortunate for everybody that, you know, got Connor and it just, it just stinks. I know he was, he was thinking for two games before this past game. And then I think he had like a top five performance finally. And now he's out. So I don't know, maybe it'll help you guys with some of your decisions, but if you were riding him and that's all you had, then well, you're going to have to listen to the entire episode to hear some of our waiver pickups. Some of our waiver guys. Exactly. Uh, another one, I guess we kind of saw this coming. He, cannot seem to stay healthy, even though he is one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL. Um, AJ Green, done for the season. He's getting surgery on his toe, I believe, right? It's just, it, it kind of sucks. So. I was so excited to see him back this week, regardless of having Jeff Driscoll throw him the freaking ball. It just was awesome to see him out there. And then, and then you see the update, like in the, in the left corner of like the red zone channel, AJ Green out. <laughs> <laughs> they were having a good year too and he was having uh, a fantastic fantasy season mm. until he got hurt obviously and until they you know buckled and crumbled like they always do the, the bungles so the bungles the, the marvin the marvin lewis's oh they, they stink i don't know how he still has a job <laughs> i think he's like the second longest tenured coach behind bill belichick but but there's a there's a i mean there's a huge difference between those two guys <laughs> like where does your line of mediocrity you know oh my god it's like i could see if marvin lewis was actually making the playoffs and winning but he doesn't even have a freaking playoff win yeah <laughs> it's bad uh so obviously aj green you know we hope we hope to see you back next season you know better and well uh another one who i think this guy should probably just hang up his cleats uh, greg olson it's another guy right it's a shame always always hurt man always he, so good, so talented, but always hurt. It's just, I feel like he's, he's obviously, I mean, tight end is a, it's definitely a young man's position unless you're Jason Witten or Tony Gonzalez or Antonio Gates. You know I mean? These guys obviously played for years and they're, I mean, you're looking at those are the three, basically the three best tight ends to ever play the game. But I mean, it's becoming more of like a young, you know what I mean? Talented athletic position if it even exists in the NFL these days. The Travis Kelsey. <laughs> the, uh, you know, the... The, the Zach Ertz. Yeah. Ertz. Oh, man. He might break your boy's uh, receiving record, which they kept talking about on Monday Night Football. Man, I barely watched it, but like... I didn't watch it. Oh, come on, guys. That's all you're talking about. Move on. Oh, they're going to break your record, Witten. <laughs> He's... Uh, <laughs> he is a terrible commentator. I'm sorry, Jason, but you just... He gets into it. He, he gets into it. That's for sure. Passionate. He's passionate. Yeah, I love the guy that sits that sits in his chair though, like that just literally goes back and forth on the sideline. Booger. Oh man, he is fantastic, right? Booger. He's got the best seat in the house. Booger McFarland. Nothing in his way. Incredible line of sight. 
You know, and then he's got his computer there too. So he's just dropping stats and knowledge on you all game while he's sitting front row, moving back and forth with the play. It's unbelievable. I want that job. It's like, how does this guy know so much? Like at a drop of a hat. Oh, incredible, man. Book book of knowledge. It's amazing. And you saw saw what they did, right? Like when they first, they had that huge TV screen behind him. And then so many people were complaining. Because if you had like a front, if you had like the first like 10 rows and you were sitting there, that you literally had Booger and a huge, like, 60-inch TV behind him, right in front of you. can be distracting. Almost like when you go to Jerry World. It's like if you sit <sighs> so high up. It's ridiculous. That you, can't, you can't see the field. So you just you naturally you get that stupid screen right there. That's on you, though. At least the Booger thing, that's like – it's like you, you have – like, you're just – oh, my God. But they, mm-hmm. they got rid of it, so whatever. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, Matt Breda. Um, this he's been he's been kind of playing hurt all season, right? He's manly this kid. This kid. He is, he is a dude. He apparently has not missed what he hasn't missed a game since high school. Is that a real stat? I'm I'm almost positive that is a real stat. I just I tweeted it the other day. Someone someone mentioned it, but it's just I mean it's it's a shame because he actually had an opportunity this year. Um, obviously he's only going to miss well at least, at least this game. He's already ruled out for week fourteen. We know that. He had a solid year too, man. Imagine if all of their skill players remained healthy this year. I mean, they have a couple decent backup quarterbacks here and there. <laughs> the 49ers. I mean, Brita, McKinnon, yeah. Goodwin, Pettis. And then Jimmy G goes down. Just, uh. Jimmy G, Je- Jeff Wilson. I mean, we'll wait to discuss that. I mean, exactly. Uh, yes, Matt Breda has not missed a game since his freshman year of high school. That is Incredible. that is freaking impressive. I'm I don't care who you are. That's it's awesome. Amazing. It's amazing. But now he's obviously missed it. Um. So hopefully he'll get yeah. better for next week. I mean, his streak ended. His streak ended. ended. Sometimes it has to end. You know, even Cal Ripken's streak ended. Uh, even Eli Manning's streak ended. Yes. <laughs> um. I'm I'm only gonna mention this one uh, because I think it's worth noting that uh, Colt McCoy. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm a nice guy. You know, good. F- Big fan of Colt McCoy, you know, UT guy, uh, living down here in Texas. Uh, it's just it's just a shame that, what, he got a fractured fibula or something like that? Oh. Got carted off, um, out, done, rest, rest of the season. Um, it's just It just stinks because he had the opportunity to, I don't know, whatever, show his stuff again. But now he's done, so insert Mark Sanchez. Oh. First play of the game that he's in. Hands the ball off to AP. He runs at 97 yards. <laughs> or nine, 90 yards. <laughs> like, you didn't need to stack the box or anything, you know, knowing oh, that, wait, God. you're going to let Mark Sanchez drop back and pass, so you're going to lay off? I, I don't understand. Nuts. That was nuts. I, but, yeah, Colt McCoy, though, just to add quickly, too, that is uh, – it's, it's heartbreaking. I mean, I think he had a chance early on, but the Browns obviously was not put in a good situation to win or succeed at the time. So, didn't have a lot of good game tape. Went to be a backup, never really got a shot again, and now he breaks his leg, just like Alex Smith. It's like it's it's unfortunate, man. I hate when like good guys get hurt like that. It's it's terrible. Exactly. Um, and then the, the the bit about that is that uh, I think what was it? Uh, Shanahan was mentioned. Oh, you know, hey, maybe we'll look at Colin Kaepernick. You know, obviously he is probably probably the most talented guy out there right now that should be. You know what I mean? On an NFL team, but instead they'd rather sign somebody like Ruben Foster and not Colin Kaepernick. Um, we won't go much more into detail on that, but if you know exactly what we're talking about, it's just it's just a shame to see, you know? I know, apparently, too, I'm going to throw in here really, really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I found this stat, too, which is crazy. I, this is crazy, and please call me out on it because I didn't do the research. I'm actually a third party who's reading somebody else's research right now. And I'm not going to quote it. So, <laughs> Colin Kaepernick has the second lowest interception rate in NFL history. I did see that. I did see that. Is that is that a real stat? I I, I can I don't I don't disagree with it. To be honest, I mean, if you want to do the research and you know question us, then by all means, please do. But Mark Sanchez, though, they didn't. He didn't have enough time if they pick up Kaepernick to learn to learn the offense. That that's what you're going with when you have quarterbacks out there like Josh Allen and, and Lamar Jackson who are running for their lives and actually doing okay, making plays, scoring touchdowns. Love Just Josh Allen. Throw this dude back there and let him run, man. Who cares? He could throw a football. Why not? You'd rather sign Tom Savage. 
Oh. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's like, what are you doing? The hell are you doing? So um, Malcolm Brown, another one where obviously he's not a starter or anything like that, but he would have been your, obviously your handcuff for Todd Gurley. Um, yep. There was a picture he posted where he had a sling on holding his, you know, his shoulder. So I think he's done for the season. Um, that's kind of sucks for everybody that was a Malcolm Brown owner for your Todd Gurley handcuff. Uh, John Kelly is another name to look at, you know, potentially. Another volunteer similar to Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Ooh. Good pedigree. I like it. I like it. Well said. Um, Chris Carson, uh, he left work, uh, left week three, uh, 13 with a, a dislocated finger. That obviously is never good, especially when you're a running back and you have to hold the ball. Um, so that probably hurts a little bit. Now they're saying, I think what, I think Pete Carroll is saying that he will play on Monday night. It's of course he'll play as, as Pete would say. No, of course he's fine. Yeah, of course he's fine. Right. It's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is a must win obviously for them. I mean, they're kind of playing Vikings and Seattle, man. They it's, both need to win to keep exactly. their hopes alive. So it's a, uh, it should be a battle, man. 12th man. I'm excited. So definitely watch Chris Carson. It's it sucks that he's playing on Monday night, but I mean, hopefully you have other situations. You know what I mean, where you can like start somebody over him or something like that. I don't I don't know, but I don't, I'm not a Chris Carson owner myself, so I don't. I'm not in that pickle. Yeah, no, um, we're not we're not racing the beast here to find some old baseballs or anything. Right. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Now, he's been out the past two weeks. Uh, this one's pretty odd, right? Because couldn't he have played this past week? The Maybe? truth, man. Do you think they were underestimating the New York football giants? And I thought that they could they could swing it with Chase Danny, who is arguably one of the better backups in the league, though. Is he? <laughs> I mean, he, know, he knows the system. He, he looked really good in the preseason. But I would say he's probably one of the better better backups honestly i mean yeah, plus they pay him like he is so if, if you're ranking if you're ranking backup quarterbacks then yeah <laughs> he's better than he's better than mark sanchez <laughs> yeah. now, who's now the starter for the yeah for the for the skills so, um, for a team that's one game out of the win, winning the nfc east too mind you which is kind of disgusting but i'm glad that mitch is mitchell's back though because i'd, I'd like to see um you know every, everybody play in this game on sunday night actually i'm excited rams bears Hopefully it's high scoring. Oh, that should be an awesome game. Potential hell. It could even be a potential, you know, a pretty important playoff. You know what I mean? Like second or third round even. So hopefully Trubisky plays, like you said. And, and it's not a matchup of OBJ versus uh, Tariq Cohen, you know, throwing the ball. <laughs> the the battle of the other quarterbacks. Tariq Cohen is a monster, bro. The human joystick is absolutely disgusting. He is an athlete. Yeah, but he didn't do anything the past couple of weeks before that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just – obviously, you probably started him this week. Hopefully, you did, but – I sure did. Yeah, you did. Uh, Christian Kirk, uh, unfortunate for the young stud. Um, he was actually starting to build up a, uh, a repa – rapport, rapport, I guess, <laughs> with, um, with the freaking – I don't know. I just don't like him. Josh Rosen. <laughs> He's all right. They don't have an offense. I mean, they don't have a. They don't have good coaching. Byron Leftwich is like two years removed from being like a third string quarterback who's exactly. calling the plays, and he's actually doing a better job than who was it? Kent Wisenhunt? Was it who they fired? I think so. I don't. But he's doing a lot better. They're actually involving DJ Larry Fitzgerald is back from the dead. They beat. They beat the Packers in Lambeau in December, which cost Mike McCarthy his job. So the Packers have only beaten the Bills. Um, uh, they, they've beaten some pretty bad teams. It's a little, harsh, little harsh to fire him, I think. I know we're not talking about that, obviously, now, but it's hard not to, like, want to comment on that just because what he's done for, like, you know. The organization. The, the Green Bay Packers. Exactly, exactly. 13 years. I mean, the offense is clearly they're trying to compare it to all these other up-and-coming offenses with, with the Young, the Matt Nagy, the Sean McVays that are putting up 30, 35 points and, and actually winning. So... I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do. And I like how they immediately came out and were like, Aaron Rodgers is going to have nothing to do with the coaching search. You just gave him the richest contract in the history of football, and, and he has nothing to do with it? Come on. What are you doing? Is that, <laughs> that Rodgers. sense to you? It's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the guy's 
The guy's a stud. You know, he's a, as Stephen A would say, he's a bad man. Um, you know, so. Doesn't make that, sense. Well, just, I, I don't know. They're just, they, they need to figure their stuff out, you know, yeah. in, in Lambo. Look, in, look internally so, first before you just start, like, putting out, putting out blasts to the public about how your best players don't have nothing to do with the new coach. Yeah, okay. Okay, go for it. See how right? that works out crazy um so i guess to continue on just a couple bit more of news i mean they're pretty much fantasy irrelevant um but calvin benjamin and uh was released a couple hours ago uh i don't think that's relevant at all really um maybe it makes zay jones a little bit more valuable but calvin benjamin you stink dude i don't know i don't know what happened after your rookie season man it was just i think it once he got hurt honestly yeah, because he had like 15 TDs, right, around his first uh, oh, his first year with Cam Daddy. Killed it his rookie season. But, I mean, obviously what must go what, what goes up must come down. Yeah, nice. So, nice science reference. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, Charkandrick West, uh, a name that we remember. You know, obviously somebody to pick up. Once Jamal Charles always got hurt, you know. Former back chief. In, back in the now, day. Now a chief again. Uh, definitely may, may be worth a look if you have a big bench to, you know what I mean? Because he's familiar with the offense. He's played on that team. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. It's, I definitely think it's worth looking at him, but probably not wasting maybe honestly like a dollar. If you don't get any of the guys we're going to mention later, I don't, I don't know. Um, and Deonta Foreman was activated for the Texans. Chances are he probably is not going to be, Fantasy relevant, and he's not going to be team relevant at all for the Texans. I think I'm reading that he's going to be healthy scratches probably for the rest of the season. I mean, the guy hasn't played all at all. <laughs> no, he hasn't played at all. I like his long-term upside a lot. For Dynasty, definitely. But redraft this year as a backup, I mean, Alfred Blue actually hasn't looked terrible. Noir Miller has done fairly well as the lead back, so. Which is kind of surprising. I know. I just uh... – Disappoints when you expect things out of him, and then when you put him on your bench, he runs for a 95-yard touchdown. <laughs> Terrible. Thanks, pal. Thanks, <laughs> pal. Merry Christmas, Lammer. The freaking Lamar. <laughs> uh, so we will um, uh, jump right into. I uh, just want to point out a couple couple things, you know, about the fantasy uh, the fantasy fan podcast in a, as a whole right now. Um, just want to shoot out a congrats to. Uh, at Ball Dominant and at uh, Bronco Becca, our yeah. two our two winners for our little giveaway. I mean, obviously they didn't win a freaking trip to Mexico or anything like that, but <laughs> I mean, it's it's always awesome to win stuff. You know what I mean? No matter what it is. Um, and they obviously both of them. I I spoke with both of them uh, directly, and they could not be more happier uh, to you know receive our uh, our fantasy fam uh, koozies and some stickers. Uh, so they will be getting those very soon. Uh, and we truly appreciate, obviously, the follow from both of you, you know, um, and your input, you know, obviously, week in and week out, asking us questions and whatnot. So just wanted to, you know, throw that out there. Um, we will have some other giveaways later on. Uh, we just, we got to, you know, I guess finalize those, but we'll, uh, more to come. All right. So tune in. Um, and then another uh, another thing is also uh, our, uh, so we, we just, we just made some new friends from from overseas, you know, uh, uh, bloody, uh, the blokes over in Five Yard Rush. So they have a podcast as well. Um, they are two awesome, fantastic, just very nice guys. You know what I mean? And they invited us on to their podcast uh, the other morning. So uh, my brother, unfortunately, could not make that one with us, but it was me and, uh, me and our cousin. And they – yeah, and it, it's uh, we we recorded with them. They basically we were on there for like ten minutes, you know, for their episode, for their Christmas episode. Uh, they wanted to do a Christmas special, and we are one of their guests for that episode. Just wanted to uh, you know throw that out there and like you know say thank you to them. Obviously, um, we're definitely going to try to obviously collaborate. I think with them in the future again. So so that's something that uh, that we got on the horizon as well. Look forward um, to meeting you guys. Yeah. Awesome. They're oh, they're awesome guys. Awesome dudes. And I listen to their their podcast as well. And they're just just two dudes sitting in their mom's garage, as you would say. Uh, and that's exactly what they do actually when they record. It's it's pretty sweet. Their studio. It's awesome. That's um, all you need, man. A mic. All you need is a mic and some ideas, right? That's it. Some conviction. 
Um, so when that episode obviously releases, we'll let you know so that you guys can obviously tune in for our, you know, for everyone's benefit. And, you know, so, um, and let's jump right into, uh, we got some questions obviously from Twitter and from, uh, some of our buddies out there, uh, as far as, uh, you know, for this week coming up, um, my buddy, Nick, who I'm in a league with, he's asking, um, Dak, Jameis or Lamar Jackson this week. Who do you, who do you like? I mean, three quarterbacks on a team. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that that is a lot actually, and that's a tough question I think because not one necessarily stands out. I think if I go through each of these very quickly, high level, Dak is the safer play. Uh, you could probably bank on an efficient 240 yards, a TD, maybe a turnover, but not a lot of upside. I would say this might be a defensive battle too with the Eagles. Jameis, Jamias, the Saints are pissed. They're playing at home. They just lost to the Cowboys on national TV, the only game of the night last Thursday, which, I mean, that shocked the hell out of me. I could not believe that the Cowboys were that ready to play. So Their, their defense shut. Congrats to you, brother. But they had a great game plan. They couldn't do anything. Drew Brees threw for less than 150 yards. I don't even think that's happened ever. And if it has, I didn't know it because that's atrocious. It was, yeah. I think James is going to have to pass the ball a lot to keep up with them because they're going to try and score. And he, he does have at least 22 points in his last two games. Lamar Jackson, he is an electrifying athlete who plays a position that you need to throw the football, and he cannot do that. He really cannot throw the football. Like he, and we were talking about this too, right? It, they, they almost look like a better team. Like, or they're more excited. They're giving it more effort. Like, it's weird. With Lamar Jackson playing. It's so weird. Like Joe Flacco, I don't know. He's, I mean, he's done great things for the organization, Joe Flacco. I mean, they won a Super Bowl. Obviously, Ray Lewis was there last year. Yeah, he's he, like he slipped. He slipped on a banana peel into a twenty million dollar year contract. Like it, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my yeah. entire life. But for he, a dude he that throws three thousand yards a season, <laughs> it's insane. So you can you can see the transition happening. I think when when Joe is healthy, they might I don't know split time or I don't know might as well roll with it. They're in, they're in playoff contention right now with with Lamar actually behind the helm so Kansas City defense is not that good they're also gonna have to try and score to keep up but their defense is okay it's actually really good top 10 against the pass which Mahomes excels at obviously um I think I'm slightly leaning toward Jameis just because they're gonna have to pass and it was a high scoring game when they played earlier and it's in New no this well the first game was but Fitzmagic was behind center that game this game is actually in tampa so yeah so this game's in tampa um now they're they're allowing 298 yards in the air it is in tampa yeah the saints almost 300 yards basically through the air that's not that good they do have the best rush defense and as we know tampa can't really run the ball so i i I like Jameis this week i'm actually starting Jameis over jared goff in one league i know that sounds crazy but you know what this fantasy season has been nothing but crazy, so I'm just I'm I'm going with it. As you would say, you do you, brother. That's right, you do you, cuz. Yeah. <laughs> so I like Jameis. You like Jameis too, right? It's pretty um, close, though. I don't feel like you. I mean, he is more. He is more upside. I think you can do. You can do worse than any of the three, honestly. But he's he's got a lot of upside, Jameis. Good. That's good. Um, my buddy Goldstein. Goldstein oh, out there. Um, he actually asked a defensive question. Um, Minnesota defense or, or uh, what was it, the Cowboys? So the Cowboys are playing Eagles. It is in Jerry World. And then Minnesota's playing Seattle on Monday night in Seattle. Mm. What, do you, what do you think of that? All right. Um, yeah, what do you think of that, brother? I – I, I am a Cowboys fan, and just for the simple fact that they – I mean, they made Drew Brees look – like, they made him look dumb. Like, it was it was bad. Like, they they completely shut down that offense that puts up, like, 35 points a game. You know what I mean? Like, 30 points a game. Yeah. And they could not do anything. Um, I think the emergence – I will have to say that I was completely upset with the draft pick of uh, Thad Castle – um, this, if you're a Blue Mountain State fan, you know exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Vanderesh. Vanderesh and Jalen Smith. I would probably have to say that, like, they 
could be arguably the best linebacker duo that I have like in the NFL right now. They are all over the field. If you literally watch their games, every single play you see Van Der Esch and you see Jalen Smith all over the field. They're it, athletes. They're it's athletes. Uh, it's unreal. Um, the Eagles. I just don't. I just don't think their offense really. Besides Zach Ertz, I feel like their offense is kind of. You know what I mean? It's like a little anemic, if you will. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to lean slightly towards with the Cowboys defense on that one, because I don't think Minnesota can stop Seattle in Seattle. If it was in Minnesota, we've got a different conversation, but I, I like the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, if I had to choose just based on how the Cowboys handled the saints who have a top three offense overall in the NFL, I'd, I'd lean in that direction. Minnesota has one of the best overall defenses, but like you said, they are playing in Seattle on Monday night and, Anything can happen in those crazy games, man. On the Monday night game and the Thursday night game, anything can happen. Yeah. So I'd lean lean toward the Cowboys a bit. Like it. Love it. It's a must-win, too, for the Cowboys also. And the Eagles offense, like you said, it hasn't looked that great. Carson Wentz still isn't all the way back. So it's a game where I'm, I'm personally rooting for both teams to lose. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> Um, another one from our, uh, obviously our avid listener and, um, always, I think basically the past month, you know, he's been asking us questions, obviously along with everyone else, but you know, we like to, uh, we like to mention him on here. Um, JD, uh, at coffee bean, um, he's asking who should he sit? So not who should he start? You know, he's kind of getting a little psychological on that. Um, he's got Leonard Fournette, Sony PlayStation, Philip Lindsay, or Chubb. Ooh, this one, I don't want to say that there's one name that, you know, doesn't belong, but there's a name that is, and it's tough too because the Patriots are playing the Dolphins, dude, and I think they're going to try to go run heavy, honestly, where Sony Michel might have a good game. But I I mean, the way Philip Lindsay's playing, you must start. You can't sit him. <laughs> Nick, Nick Chubb, I think he has third most points overall as a running back in the last three weeks. Only two running backs have more points than him. And Lenny's looked fantastic since he's come back. When he's actually played. Last week he was suspended, obviously, so he got you a goose egg if you, if you kept him in there by accident. He's playing on Thursday night, too. Like I was saying, dude, those games are always – like he could get 35 points and just completely explode or – I mean, they're playing the Titans, and what's who's, who's quarterbacking? For Does it Titans? even matter? The, no, oh, for the, 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 the Jaguar. The Jaguar. Cody Kessler. Exactly. Does it matter? He could wear any. He could wear no name on the back of his jersey, and they're going to hand the ball twenty-five times to Leonard Fournette. So they're to giving me, up. Ooh, this is a tough one, dude. One hundred nineteen yards on the ground. The Titans are giving up. Um, this one. This is going to blow your freaking mind. This. I don't know if this will help with Sonny Michelle. Obviously, the Dolphins are giving up one hundred forty-four yards on the ground per game. That's terrible. I think that's like probably one of the worst in the NFL, if not the worst. I know Carolina's defense has not been terrible, so Nick Chubb, an intriguing option every week. Oh man, I don't this know. is. I feel like Lindsey, you have to start Chubb. You have to start because there's no one else. And then just based on the fact that James White gets so much love, I I would go Lenny Lindsey Chubb. That's me. But he's in this situation right here. It's not like. Oh, do I start like Dante Pettis or you know what I mean? Like you're not starting like some dudes that are like really questionable. Like you're in a good situation, my man. I know. That's <laughs> the thing though, when it comes to the playoffs, it's like you win or lose by like two points. Minuscule. Yeah, I mean I'm starting all of them honestly in in many different leagues <laughs> that I'm in. So I'm I'm gonna be rooting for whoever you start there, Coffee Bean. Yeah. Like it. All right. So, so now we're going to kind of transition a little bit into, um, I did, I posted a question out there. Um, I would have loved more response, but then again, you know, I truly appreciate everybody that, you know, responded back to it. Um, and I saw a lot of people talking about it on, on Twitter and whatnot. Uh, players that completely screwed you this past week. Oh, <laughs> I mean, straight up. There's no way to share <laughs> that. Uh, that, either helped you get into your fantasy playoffs or obviously helped you lose and not get into your playoffs. Um, and we'll start it off with a player like Jared Goff, who 
I was playing you, brother. I mean, obviously, I was going to lose to you when Travis Kelsey, Keenan Allen, and Philip Lindsay literally have the best games of their careers. Yeah. Obviously, you can't beat a team like that unless your team puts up numbers like that as well, which clearly that was not the case. Feels good. I'm not going to lie. Todd, Todd Gurley can only do so much. <laughs> Todd Gurley's only one man. He's only one man, but he should be like five. Jonathan Moxon is only one man. Oh, I love Jonathan Moxon. But Jared Goff against the freaking Lions. Seriously? Like, it's like, really? So, as Chris Carter would say, come on, man. Like, come on, man. Not, not the best game to watch, honestly. That was kind of a. Just, eh. I was very upset. They still, I mean, they still single handedly beat them. But it was just like I was expecting more from Jared Goff, and I'm sure, obviously, all of you Jared Goff owners were as well. Yeah, that stinks. Um, this this one this one really chaps my ass and everyone else out there. Uh, the number one wide receiver right now is what Tyreek Hill. Well, he might have been before this past oh, game. Exactly before this past game, uh, six targets, and they're playing the freaking Raiders. The Oakland Raiders. And Mahomes uh, throws for four touchdowns. None. None. Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Six targets, one catch, 13 yards. He did most of his damage from the backfield with two carries for 37 yards. Um, I mean, you're not, you're, you're just not going to win your fantasy leagues with a performance like that. Obviously, that is insanely rare from a Tyreek Hill, but it's just, it's, it just sucks. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, same thing. Six targets, four catches, 19 yards. Uh, I mean. Yeah. Uh, but it's also like when Philip Lindsay is doing so well, why throw the ball? You know what I mean? So ride the hot hand, brother. Exactly. Uh, just another couple of names to throw out there. We mentioned the Saints. Everyone on the Saints. Drew Brees sucked it up. Alvin Kamara, nothing. Michael Thomas, nothing. Julio Jones, he didn't do anything. AJ Green like, got hurt right away if you played like, him. There's just so many of those big time. But here's the thing. It's like some dude I talked to, like, are he actually posted he he uh he said that he had he had Kamara, Julio, Matt Breda. Like this guy had every single person that you wouldn't even think about sitting on his team, and they all they all did duds. Nothing. <laughs> but you can't justify you're not gonna start somebody over a Kamara. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's those weeks. I mean shit happens, you know, as Boris Gump would say. You know, it's just it, it you never know what you're gonna get, man. It happens. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> what shit? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Hopefully, you made your playoffs, and this week these guys can step it up for you. So, woo! Because obviously they're thinking about that too while they're playing out there, right? Like, oh, I gotta be good for my fantasy owners. <laughs> playoffs, playoffs start this week. Right? Oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll be good. Maybe I'll be bad. I don't know. <laughs> Pretty out of the playoffs in real life, so. Exactly. Uh, now, our uh, our last portion of this episode, we are going to touch up on some pretty big waiver pickups for your fantasy playoffs. Or if you're not in the playoffs and you just want to be a straight up asshole and pick up these dudes just to get them away from people that are in the playoffs, which is something that I'm gonna do. <laughs> because why not? I mean, you're still you're you're still a part of the league. You know what I mean? You could still make moves. You could still do this. So, but these guys hopefully can help you down the stretch. Um, you want to start us off, brother? Yeah, that's just that's just messed up because it, it's so messed up. But I love unless it. your league's playing for points, still they should probably <laughs> restrict your ability to use the waiver wire. But whatever, that's besides the point. We're not we're not commissioning a league here. Um, I do. Jeff Nelson on the Niners, that you do. With obviously Breda already being ruled out this past game, he had 15 carries for 61 yards, eight catches on nine targets, 73 yards. I think that's an incredibly solid value in a PPR league as a flex, or depending on how desperate you are, honestly, you could even be your RB2. I mean, tremendous upside. They don't have anyone else playing. Yeah. Another running back, Justin Jackson. Looks good. Um, He looks good. San Diego Chadges, elusive. Huh. Melvin may be back this week, though, so this is something to keep an incredibly close eye on because we know what Eckler is, and I think he's a very solid pass-catching back. But he doesn't always run well between the tackles, which I think we've seen in these last two games in limited opportunity. Justin Jackson, 
from the Big Ten, rocking similar colors to uh, to our MW Crusaders, black and purple. He was he was disgusting. He was a late late pick in the draft too. He had an incredibly nasty TD run. You guys should watch the replay. That cut he had, wow. I thought he broke some ankles, seriously. Eight carries, 63 yards. So he's going to get more opportunity in this next game, I think, if Melvin Gordon sits. I mean, if you're the Chargers, you're obviously you're, you're, you're in the playoffs. Why? I mean, if I was a coach, I, I wouldn't even play Melvin Gordon, to be honest. I know that you don't want to hear that as a, as a Gordon owner. Why would you? You know what I mean? Why would you play him when you have someone like an Eckler and a Justin Jackson right now? And you're – you know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't play him, so – Rest him up for the playoffs when you actually need him. Go after Justin Jackson. Yeah. And this is an, a very intriguing name because I actually, when I remember watching the draft, I thought this guy was going to be the heir apparent to Le'Veon Bell after watching what James Conner did last year, which really wasn't that much. He was not overly impressive. I know he, he was coming back. Incredible story. Love the kid. Awesome season. But Jalen Samuels out of NC State, he actually came up as a tight end, and I think in some leagues he, he actually has tight end eligibility, which – Yahoo leagues. That's kind of incredible. <laughs> if, you can, if you can start him as a tight end this week – Oh, my God. Think about that. That's actually a great tip that we just dropped on you right now because if you pick him up, he could be your third – he could be your fourth running back in the tight end slot. Drop, I would spend almost my entire fab on him I if, am, if he's tight end eligible. I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> I'm going to check all my leagues to see if he's eligible or not. Um, I don't think he is. I mean, as he's already shown, though, he has great pass-catching chops out of the backfield. I think he had a touchdown this past game a couple games ago when, uh, when Connor wasn't playing toward the end of the game. And it's a great matchup, too, against the lowly Raiders, who actually showed some signs of life last week against the Chiefs. They've allowed a TD or 100 total yards to a running back in six straight games. So I know Mike Tomlin talked about a running back by committee, but the other running back as a part of that equation is Stevon Ridley. No, I'm sorry. He's not going to do much. He's going to get the ball five times to spell Jalen Samuel this week's feature back for the Steelers. Yeah. I like it. I mean, that's, the, that's their intention. I think in quotes, right, was, you know, the, the intention. Like, I'm not – I don't bathe regularly or I don't do this, you know. <laughs> SNL fan, you know what I'm talking about. But, yeah, that's – I mean, that, that's the intention running back by committee. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, that's really just coach speak down by the river, like right before the, right before the game. He's trying to keep them on their heels, I think, but it's not, it's not working. We can smell it. We can smell what's under that couch cushion, Tomlin. Yeah, sorry. Just to uh, roll quickly through some other running backs before I jump to the receivers for the week: um, Naheem Hines, Jalen Rashard, Legarrette Blount, uh, deep sleeper Ty Montgomery, who's gotten some opportunity the last few games coming out of the backfield. This is if Gus Gus doesn't play, um, because. They got that other dude, Kenneth Dixon, that came back as well after Collins went to the IR. Yeah. Um, Adam Humphreys. Love him. Not sure, not sure that he should be available in your league, but he might be based on some of the statistics that I've seen from, from the ownership stats online. Like less than 60%, I think, which is still kind of baffling. That's crazy because Deshaun Jackson is hurt. He's probably still going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Jameis loves throwing to him. He's, he's been on an absolute tear. I think he's 14 14- PPR points at least in five of his last six games, a TD and three straight. I mean, if they're going to have to pass all day at home against the Saints. Why, why not? You know, like Lattimore is not going to be on him. Lattimore, if anything, will probably go on what? Um, Mike Evans. Mike, Mike Evans, yeah. Right? He had nine targets last week. Nine for seven catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Three touchdowns the past three games for Adam Humphreys. You could do, you could do far worse than starting Adam Humphreys as wide receiver three flex, maybe even two, depending. I mean, it's the playoffs now, so you actually have to make some decisions on who to start. I would start him. I definitely would as a wide receiver three in a heartbeat. And we hope he does well for you guys in your lineups if you take that advice. Yes. Dante Pettis. <sighs> Loved him. I am so pissed about this. In the draft. <laughs> I actually had him in my dynasty, but when, when we cut down our taxi squad, I mean – you still got to try and win, obviously, right? So I wasn't able to, to hold on to him, but um, somebody that I've been keeping my eye on. And now the past couple of games, like Goodwin and Garçon oh, hasn't played. I mean, this dude's like the de facto number one wide receiver for, for Nick Mullins. And on any team. Love Nick Mullins, if, by the way, if too. You're, if you're the number one wide receiver, I mean, you're going to get targets, which he has, but he's actually taking advantage of them. This past game, he had like 150 yards receiving two touchdowns. I think he's got at least 17 PPR points in two games. And – he usually runs his routes from the slot. Chris Harris is out. 
Uh, might not be for the rest of the season. The thing is, Denver's defense is a lot is a lot better than some of the defenses they faced recently. The 49ers, so um, and they need to win to make the playoffs. So I could see. I mean, I would prefer to start Adam Humphreys, honestly, but I would pick Pettis up for sure. What do you What do you think? Well, merely on the fact that he, if if so, I think Pierre may play this week, right? Is I mean, I'm, that's the signs I'm seeing. We don't we don't know. Um, honestly, whether Pierre and even if Pierre and Goodwin still both play, I still like Pettis because Pettis had this game with Nick Mullins, who I also freaking love, by the way, who threw for over 400 yards against Seattle this past week. It's crazy. Love it. Love it. Giving guys like, you know what I mean? Giving guys like this, like the chance. Um, but if, if Pierre cannot, if Pierre goes and Goodwin doesn't, I, I, I really still like Pettis for the fact that they're going to throw the ball. You know what I mean? Like they're probably going to be playing yeah. from behind. I mean, it's it's it just just based on the opportunity that he's going to get. Whereas Jameis Winston, he likes to spread the ball. Yeah, he throws the ball a lot. He likes to spread it though. He's got a lot of mouths to feed on that team. Godwin, Evans, Humphreys. You know what I mean? Cameron Bray, Jacquez out of the backfield or Barber. Whereas I mean, now he's got Jeff Wilson to compete with, and then Marquise Goodwin, and obviously George Kittle. But Dante Pettis, man, he's a he's He's electrifying, you know what I mean? He he showed it in Washington at at the Huskies, right? He was yeah. wasn't he a U dub U dub alum. Yeah, so I like punts. I think he had I a like punts. Punts. Yeah. Well said, well said. Thank you. Loving loving that excitement and that conviction, Nick Mullins. Wow. I know. <laughs> now he's gonna freaking lay an egg this week. Watch. That is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> we can still always be excited about what he did, though. Yes. You know, so. excitement. Ah. Um. Zay Jones, as we you know alluded to earlier, Kevin Bell, Kelvin Benjamin, gone. Andre Holmes, not sure he was even really playing, but it was another wide receiver blurb from Bills. He got axed as well. So two uh, extremely disappointing options for the up and coming Josh Allen. Four catches, sixty-seven yards, and two TDs this past game, and he crushed it last time they played the Jets. So, I mean, he's somebody to. Pick up, keep an eye on potential wide receiver three upside. That's defense. They're they're giving up two sixty three in the air. Um, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I actually think Josh Allen could be a pretty decent um, DFS this week. Like DraftKings, they're giving up one hundred and twenty eight on the ground, and Josh Allen looks like he has no fear whatsoever when like when he takes off. I love it. Crazy, he's reckless, Wyoming. He's awesome. Like, it's – holy crap. And I, I think it's great. Like, I, I mean, for the Bills, obviously they got to build a team around him. But I, I think he could be a sneaky play this week. And I do he's like not, Zay Jones. He's not bad, man. He's fun to watch. Him and Lamar, man. I'm always, like – almost, like, cringing, though, thinking that they're going to get – they're, they're going to get hurt eventually, man. You can't – Allen can throw the ball, though. That's you can't be thing. a quarterback that runs 20. Lamar can't. <laughs> no, he can. He can. He can, he like, kind of push it a little bit, I guess, when he's running. I don't know. Whatever. He's averaging 90 yards on the ground. Like that's that's not too many yards. It's too many yards. Super fantasy, right? It's too many yards. You're not Michael Vick. Vic Vic was completely different. You know what I mean? Like there's like Vic and then there there's everyone else in my opinion. Vic could actually throw. Oh my god. The guy had a freaking cannon. Frickin'. Obviously. I'll say the F word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll say the F word. So a tight end to keep an eye on this week after Greg Olson went down. Ian Thomas, you didn't hear from him at all while Greg Olson was out. He came into the game after Greg Olson got hurt. Five targets, five catches, almost 50 yards. Cam Newton, I don't even know what's going on with that team over the past few games, but McCaffrey's been crushing it. It's either Samuel, DJ Moore, Funches is back, had a catch, had a touchdown. He always likes his tight ends, though. He always throws to his tight ends. So I think Ian Thomas is a, is a, is a, has some upside this week, especially if you're – You've been starting Trey Burton every week, and he and he's throwing up goose eggs. It's it's oh. very disappointing. Mitchell's back. I don't know. I don't know. I might honestly throw Ian Thomas in over over Trey Burton this week as my like crazy sleeper upside out there pick of the week. I mean, tight ends. It's just it's like a dying position right now. You know what I mean? It's just I wouldn't. I would totally be okay with that. I'm. I like it. It's like throwing the dart at the balloon on the boardwalk, right? When there's like. 20 different balloons, oh. all different sizes. And then you get 
nothing when you hit the balloon. <laughs> right? You're like, why did why did that just it feels so good though when you crush that happened? balloon, but then it's exactly. like, oh sorry, you get nothing. You gotta get seventy-five of these before you get this little stuffed animal. Or this stupid comb that you can go buy at the dollar store. How much do I have to spend for another ten? Yeah. Arts to throw though? Oh, oh yeah, another twenty five dollars. Okay, fine. Only twenty more bucks, only ten more bucks, only five more bucks. For a freaking toy that was made. Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible. I love it. Jesus. Just a couple guys too, like I mentioned, uh, Curtis Samuel. I mean, to keep on your roster depending Curtis Samuel definitely. It's kinda of, kind of tough to decide who to pick there. I think DJ Moore has moved into wide receiver three flex positioning over the past few games though now that Greg Olson's here. Uh Rhett Ellison, if Angram doesn't play, I know there's also a lot of mouths to feed on the on the New York football giants and who knows when Kyle Loletta is going to get his opportunity so that might that might downgrade a few guys until he shows us that he's the next Josh Allen running all over the place hey you never know Throwing hopefully he doesn't get arrested again <laughs> yeah who knows? I think he's, he's he's a good guy um he learned his lesson John past Ross two weeks past two weeks Red Ellison actually has four catches 77 and 42 yards so not terrible for PPR for a tight end for you know what I mean yeah exactly which is good they're still trying to win. Elias is still slanging it. So. Yes, he is. Just keep an eye on uh, on Engram. Because um, if he doesn't play, maybe you throw in Rhett. John Ross, speedster. Make sure he is not hurt as well because we know A.J. Green is out. And if number one corners are on Tyler Boyd, he could be a sneaky sleeper. No, I like it. They're probably going to have to pass the ball as well because they got Jeff Driscoll, who hasn't really I mean, shown anything yet. He doesn't have a lot of game tape, so. You put eight in the box, you stack, you try and stop Joe Mixon. Maybe he'll throw to John Ross. I hope so. I mean, I have him in one league. Who knows? Probably won't start him this week, though. But, I mean, it is what it is. Um, some other tight ends that I'm actually – I know tight ends are kind of – don't really want to talk about it, but Justin – what is it? Justin uh, Jordan Thomas out of Houston. Now, the thing hmm. about him that I find very interesting is that the guy doesn't get many targets at all. Um, he's got what? I think he's got four touchdowns on the season. He's only got two games where he's in double digits. Like people are actually, oh, go pick up Jordan Thomas. He could be a you know a good tight end. I, I'm I'm not sold at all on this guy. Um, they are playing Indy. Um, he he seems to disappear throughout games. Uh, I just wanted to point him out there because I have seen people talk about him and whatnot. Um, there's also a couple other guys. I think like Detroit. I don't know, but I think the I agree with you on the on those top tight ends as far as Rhett Ellison and Ian Thomas go. Obviously, if Evan Ingram cannot go, chances are he probably won't play. He just seems to be very injury prone, you know, at least right now. Which isn't good. Tight ends a tough spot, so it's okay to to roll the dice, honestly. Um, and that I mean that's that's our episode. You know, that was a very insightful. I thought that was a you know, very good episode leading up to your fantasy playoffs. And then, hey, good you know, luck. Good luck. Good luck to every person that's out there. I mean, obviously, it's it, who cares if you don't have the number one seed, the number two seed. I mean, the whole point is to make the playoffs. Just got to get in. You just got to get in. And then that's where you got to get down to the nitty gritty, figuring out who to start. Look at your matchups. Obviously, tweet us. You know what I mean? At the fantasy fam. Uh, we can obviously break it down for you if – you know, I mean, because that's what we do. You know, we, we like to break it down. We're not going to give you one-word answers. Oh, well, you know, start this guy. Well, why? You know what I mean? If it's not right, at least we made a compelling argument. You know what I mean? Like, because that's how we do our lineups. So why not give you the same exact, you know what I mean, the same exact, like, feedback or so. I mean, that's just, just – Just have conviction in, in yeah. who you start, especially when it comes to the playoffs, because I know – in the past, you put somebody in at the last minute you're not sure about, but this guy's upside. I heard him on ESPN. No. Go with your gut. Go with your instinct because you're the one that's going to feel regret afterwards if you were going to put this guy in your lineup and you don't, and then he crushes it or vice versa. So, I mean, you're always going to have to, you know, pay the consequences, if you will, after it. So just go for it. Go don't for look it. at projections. I, I don't know about you, but I absolutely despise projections. I think that they are just a crock. I mean, it's just like, obviously you have to have projections like based on certain stats and stuff like that. But like, how come, how come uh, like Todd Gurley in one, in one league that I have him, he's, he's like averaging like 35 points a game for me. 
but yet he's still projected every week to only get 25. So like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I think there's a huge disconnect between the way that like reality is and like, like perception, you know what I mean? Like, it's like reality is perception, but it's like, fuck it. Let's just put his, put his projections higher. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. So I don't look at projections. I, I don't think you do either. And I know Kyle definitely doesn't. No, I think I like to look at rankings. Um, like after I've set my initial lineups and I honestly don't usually change them too much leading up to the games, just because it's like, that was my first instinct. I mean, you got to look at the weather, the, like how you predict the game flow to be, if they're going to be passing, they're going to be behind. Are they going to try and run the ball? Like what's going to happen in the game? So who's going to get an opportunity based on that? But it's football though, right? It's human beings playing a game that you can't really predict, which is what makes this challenging, fun, exciting. Um, so you honestly got to watch the game. And then if, if, if a guy is just a ridiculous athlete and you love what he's doing, I try and put those guys in my lineup, right? They're, they're, they're feeling it. Um, but it's, it's a lot more than, more than that. And I don't usually look at the projections. I, I try not to see, see that number 11.6, 16.7, whatever, whatever the hell calculation that comes from. It's, it's dumb. I started Jalen Richard over Jordan Howard and he ended up being projected less, but he got more points. So it's, I mean, it's whatever. There you go. And I never use Watson. Have you have you even looked at Watson on ESPN? Like I don't even I, I scroll right past it to look at the. Oh. I don't even look no, at. Oh no no I think I. I'm done. I go right to the bottom just to see what their little outlook says. Okay. I put maybe. it in my head. That's is it. Is he hurt? What's going on at practice? Exactly. Is he having a kid this week? Like is someone in his family? All right. You know you got you got to think about everything. Who knows what's going through this guy's head? You know. Yeah. So. So hopefully. You took a lot from this episode um, to help you with your fantasy playoffs. Um, or if, if you don't even have playoffs, if you're in a points league, like my brother and I are in actually, then you still have to start your lineups. I mean, there's no playoffs. It's literally most points for the entire season, like no matter who. So, I mean, I think last year, right, didn't we have like a ridiculous lineup for week 17? <laughs> like guys that like – would never even play or even come close to being drafted, but like that's how you got to do it because guys get rested. So, so it exactly. definitely brings a challenge, and I I think I I like points leagues. I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, you know, you can go to our website, uh, thefantasyfam.com. Uh, you can listen to all of our episodes on there. You can, you know, subscribe to us um, from Stitcher. We're on Google Play. We're also on Overcast. Uh, so if you download that app on the uh, on the iPhone, um, just search the fantasy fam on there and we are there um itunes i said that um we're trying to get on more platforms but obviously that'll be more in the future and we'll obviously keep everyone else informed um follow us on twitter at the fantasy fam and uh with that being said on behalf of myself and my uh wonderful lovely brother over there uh, this is the fantasy fam. Mm-hmm.